0: This November, annual Sherlock's VIP
1: sign-ups receive a free Coco and Eve super nourishing coconut and fig hair mask worth £34.90. Purchase VIP as a gift or sign up yourself for just £5 a month or £50 for the year and join the most exclusive VIP scheme in London. From restaurant openings and discounts at bars and hotels, to beauty and wellness offers, Sheerlux partners with London's best venues, suppliers and brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. Visit SheerLuxVIP.com to find out more. Welcome to the ShearLucks Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week I'm joined by Ashra Carter, Heather Steele and Pascal Day. Hi, everyone. How Hi. Well. What did everybody get up to this weekend?
2: I got rained on five times. <laughs> oh, and My coat so much, just it. hasn't recovered. just when you got to put a wet coat back on yeah. to go back outside. I did just
1: have to blow dry my trainers that got really yeah. wet. Yeah, they're the, the other walking. things mm-hmm. that were
2: soaked as well. Yep. Just
1: hot. They stink. It's no. just horrid. Well, my feet are really cold and damp. Yeah. It's really not yeah. nice. They're not great trainers for the weather. Yeah, they're Charlotte. not they're the porous trainers. <laughs> um, so, aside from the weather, what was everybody do this weekend?
3: I had... An early birthday lunch Ooh, and some drinks with friends, yeah. which was fun. Where did you go? <laughs> um, we went to Bellinger in Ooh. Angel for lunch, and then just to a little pub in Angel called the Island Queen. Oh, nice! Which is usually really good, but the service was terrible. They gave oh. my table away, and I was very angry. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Shout <laughs> out to
2: them. Are you ready?
3: Yeah, I mean, as you get older, I think birthdays become less and less important. Mm. But yeah, it's my birthday tomorrow. Yay! Are you working? Yes. No. <laughs> no holiday left. <laughs> no holidays left. We are going on holiday soon. I am. I'm going on holiday on Sunday. Oh, that's be so nice. i so I'm excited. So jealous.
4: Are you still at the point where, like, when you go out with your friends and it's your birthday, that they still buy you, like, birthday
3: shots? Because I'm not over that yet and I hate it. Like, <laughs> I no, I, there it. no shots were had on that's Saturday. good. Um, Actually, when you were describing- but it was the afternoon. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> when you were describing
1: the roster of people earlier who were attending your birthday, it did sound quite like a grown-up affair. Yeah, it, it
3: does change quite quickly because that's why I got so angry about them giving my table away because I had booked it. Basically, I was like, "There's a heavily pregnant woman coming. There's a woman with a baby in a pram. My mum's coming." Like, yeah, That's you need really yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> well, I am feeling really festive as of this weekend. I, I was just saying before, like, I love summer. I really do. But th- I'm like peak happiness at this time in the year. Too, like, yeah. This- yeah. I'm literally just so happy all weekend <laughs> mm-hmm. long. Like, I love the weather. I obviously don't love it when you're busy commuting, but on the weekend when it's pouring with rain, mm-hmm. it's just the best thing ever. So I have watched a lot of Christmas movies. I think I'm also feeling what? Really- really? Well, <laughs> so- I feel- what well, my I go away on the 12th of December? Until Christmas. So actually, really? I've wow. only got four weeks until Christmas oh, holidays starts. Jay. So I know I'm actually feeling like wow. I've got the right to really. So, it's so it's less wh- than one. Yeah. festive periods. Which Christmas movie well, did you watch? So it started with Serendipity, which. Oh, have you yeah. guys seen is it? Is that a Christmas film? I, ne- I Oh my god, it's <laughs> but it, so festive.
2: It's all set around Christmas. Yeah, I don't think of it as being it, festive. It, trust yes, me, it, it comes is. up in all
1: the Christmas edits. Because
2: they do oh. ice skating, don't they? Yeah. And they Square. meet. They meet in a department store in New York. It's all very, very festive. I love that film. People don't talk about that film. I think I've seen it once when it came out and loved it and now I'm like why haven't I seen it since it is, is, this, is this John Cusack yes yeah. John Cusack nothing
4: makes me feel less Christmassy than John Cusack <laughs> no, no, no but he's like a
2: 90s rom-com king even though Serendipity was ni- wasn't a 90s No, so it was well, it very 90s yeah though.
3: yeah, mm.
1: and she looks so young Kate Beckett yes. well. I feel like Aiden from Sex and City pops up and <laughs> yeah. is like a bit
3: <laughs> yeah. part in everything <laughs> How did he not make it big? He's that like weird sitar player. yeah, like, well, yeah. Like, He always what? plays like kind of gap year vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, like like he has room. some gap year beads or like yeah. some Marie or like greasy
1: hair. <laughs> but anyway, it's just so festive and I just I love that film so much. And then last night I watched Office Christmas Party, which is on Amazon Prime, and I feel like it's quite underrated. Personally, it's it's underrated because of its cast. So it's like you know how. Like once a year, they roll out the Saturday Night Live comedians to like make a film. Yeah. So Jennifer Anderson and Jason Bateman and Olivia Munn mm. and then the whole Saturday Night Live cast. And it's just yeah, I mean it is so stupid, but <laughs> it's a bit of a laugh and it's quite Christmassy and no, that's in the spirit. I, I could get on board with that. I'm not mm. a huge
2: Christmas film fan. Or it's not I don't like them. I just never think to watch them. Oh, I love but so when I go around, me and my girlfriends always do like a big Christmas thing. Friends got it all booked in mm-hmm. exactly, and then that's usually when I get my fill of kind of a rotating thing. I saw
4: The Holiday for the first time last year. For oh, the first time, it's no, the worst. It's I'd the never worst. Seen it. It oh was... my god, Pascal! What? Oh no, my really... god, it makes me cringe too hard. It hurts no, my body. I, liked it. It, it <laughs> was, I was into really it. <laughs>
1: okay, The Holiday is literally my favorite film. That, not just at Christmas. Honestly, <laughs> yes, that life. bit
4: where Cameron Diaz like sings on her own and dances, I'm like, I have to leave the room. I can't. <laughs> is very I early can't on too. I can't remember it. that bit. I think I've it. <laughs> <did>. Her and Jude <laughs> Laura
1: are like, super cringe. Jude Laura in that film is like my dream man. He's like, so beautiful. so pretty in that <laughs> Does movie. he wear glasses in it as well? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. Mr. Napkin Head. Yeah, oh my God. So <laughs> 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 do you like Christmas films?
4: I do like Christmas films, actually. Every year, me and my boyfriend go and see um, Muppet's Christmas Carol at the cinema oh, nice that.
1: like the sing-along version
4: no but no. all i can find is sing-along versions mm. this year and i'm like i really don't want to do it they're really popular <laughs> but i think i will have to if i can't find any others i'd love to sit it. at the we back like... face. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: but also a weird one is every christmas me and my sister watch titanic and I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the least christmasy yes, film but it's just tradition there's, now there's ice and snow I think, True. Exactly, I think <laughs>
1: that's what it is it just looks really cold I love Elf I'm sure I we'll talk just about said, it's that's all. my yeah. favourite Elf that's my absolute favourite that's
3: like Christmas has begun when I've watched yeah. Elf I'm, yeah I'm actually saving Elf yeah. it's too yeah. early for Elf really. yeah. that yeah. is like a proper Grinch
1: film yeah. I like The Grinch but I'm not keen on the remake look of it well no, and I this know. one yeah so, Yeah, so it's just come out with um, Benedict Cumberbatch voicing yeah. The Grinch hasn't it and it had horrible critics reviews but oh, no. I think like parental reviews yeah, are quite positive think, yeah. yeah good for kids but yeah. I shan't be watching exactly. mm. anyway <laughs> has anyone been watching anything a little bit more highbrow
2: I went to the cinema three times last week. Mm, and again, I think what? it's just that time of year that, A, it's a bit colder. And then also, my Picture House membership runs out in January. And it always, this time of year, I realise I haven't really used it very much. So I'm suddenly like, I right in the middle. I was going to say, you made money mm. going to
4: the cinema three times in one week. There we go. <laughs> That's
2: a Also, yeah, this time of year is when all the good films come out, all the ones mm. I want to watch. I'm not really interested in, like, summer blockbusters and stuff like that. So. What have you seen then? So on Wednesday, I went to go see Red, which was actually just one of those national theatres screenings they do I really wanted to watch Red when it was out uh, over the summer but couldn't mm-hmm. get ticket it's about the abstract impressionist Mark Rothko who's played by Alfred Molina who's amazing and his assistant and the whole thing was set in his painting
1: studio and it's just the two of them just having these, this conversation for 90 minutes which wow. is really really good so the National Theatre do this thing called NT Live where you can go and see yeah. they are screened live so they're still being shown mm-hmm. on stage or you see past productions so I've seen Benedict Cumberbatch Frankenstein oh, Amazing but also it's not just national theatre players is it so they have things yep. for the old Vic and yep. the young Vic and various other theatres yep. so definitely worth catching
2: definitely so yeah meant I got to see something I didn't Great. get to see for a
1: lot less money yes and uh, more comfortable. Yeah. I'd way <laughs> rather yeah. sit in the cinema than sit in a the theatre, also, hey,
2: When you're at the theatre, you can't cough or do anything. Mm. or just kind of like, I can't make a noise. Whereas yeah. at the cinema, it's a bit more like, you're not going to put anyone off. Also, I, I feel like
1: I would always try and dress relatively nicely to go to the theatre. <laughs> but for the cinema, I look like full on grunge <laughs> queen. So, I'm um, sorry. So what else did you see? I saw Widows
2: on Friday Night. Oh, oh how's that? Yeah, yeah I really liked it. It was good. It was a proper sort of crime caper. So it's got Viola Davison, uh, Elizabeth De. Ricky. Um, yes, from the Night Manager, exactly, mm-hmm. and it's got uh, Daniel Kaluuya as well. Who was in Get Out? Love it's him. got Liam Neeson and Brian Tyree
4: Henry. Yeah, and it's got Colin oh, Farrell. He's in Atlanta, he plays Paperboy. Yeah, oh, yeah, that. he was
1: really good. Was he? So
2: yeah, really good cast, and it's uh, Steve McQueen as well. As well, who did Twelve Years a Slave? Mm-hmm.
1: And it's what it's about a Shame. group of women essentially heist, right?
2: so yeah it's called widows because this isn't a spoiler in the first scene uh these sort of four crime bosses are all on a job and all die and they, crime bosses, yes mm-hmm. and then their four widows basically still need to pay the debt they've got no experience mm-hmm. whatsoever but have to kind of come together to do a heist of their own cool. but yeah it's very good it's very violent there are some like very surprisingly i was hiding behind my hands moments but yeah it was good. Worth a view. Definitely worth a watch. And then last night I went to go watch Wildlife, which is the new Kerry Mulligan Jake oh, Gillenhall yeah. film. And yeah, again, very different to Widows. It was very slow and a it lot looks shorter yeah, and I mean, it looks beautiful. It was yeah, yeah. oh the clothes on, um, are amazing. It's his first film director. Yeah, yeah so okay. Paul Dano, That's who um yeah, me and Pascal were talking about, we we're both big fans. Mm. Uh so he was in uh War and Peace.
1: Is sunshine? Exactly. Yeah.
2: Lots of those older films, but this is his first ever.
1: Yeah, it looks
3: all She film. was on um Graham Norton on Friday night. It was
2: I... beautiful. And also, so it, it's about this, this married couple who have moved to this small town. They're both trying to get jobs and they're both kind of drifting a bit mm-hmm. like they don't know where they are in their lives or want to do different things. Basically, so Jake Gyllenhaal's character uh, goes off to fight these wildfires, which leaves their son, Joe, in sort of like in charge of the house but he's he's the best thing about the film so it's told from
1: his perspective right?
2: Uh, yeah it is so it's Ed Oxenbald is his name it's one of he's Australian he's done lots of kids TV in Australia but it's his first sort of major role and he's incredible Ooh, like, so it's no. worth watching just for him he's
1: definitely going places I heard an interview with her talking about it and she said that her character's received a lot of backlash that a lot of people are saying that she makes some really questionable decisions yeah she's, there's some kind of morality issues yeah, within it yeah there's
2: some very it, right? cringy moments where I was like oh but yeah, no, she, she played plays a really watch. interesting mm. role, like one that's
1: a bit different from one she's done before. So
2: definitely worth watching. A slow watch. It's not like yes. action packed by any stretch, but.
1: emotional drama.
2: Yeah, it's good. Worth watching.
1: By the way, Graham Norton's week was so good. Yeah, it was great. I literally laughed out loud. Who else was on there? Um, Ian McKellen. Who oh, Ian McKellen, just who's so funny. Amazing.
3: Every time I see him, I'm like, oh, he looks so old. He is, he's oh, 18 next year. There? But then he keeps it a bit reserved for a while, and then he's just like, joke after yeah, joke after. joke. Like, he's just amazing. And,
1: Such a um, And Taron Egerton as well oh, was yeah. on it, who is, well, he's in an adaptation of Robin Hood yes. at the moment, <laughs> but he's also the guy playing Elton John in that Rocket Man. I really liked him, but then he did that thing that I really really hate which Tom Hiddleston once did with Robert De Niro on Graham Norton where they go on their first show and they get a bit cocky and they get a bit excited that they're with their idol and then they do an impression of them in front of them (laughs) so he did an impression of Michael Bublé to Michael Bublé singing i don't think
3: michael Bublé is his idol this is but... why i don't watch shows like that because <laughs> right.
4: i'm just like can't handle yeah. those kind of moments yeah I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah it and was, it was a bit come up. it was
1: quite cringe
3: this girl i went to
4: uni with she did something with taran egerton it was like a dv e type thing and she said he was. That's around. what I thought you were going to say. So it was some sort of like weird expedition. Okay. And she said he was such a dick. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, he came across as so nice.
4: He's not. He's not. <laughs> no, He's shut down. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Pascal, have you been watching anything? I watched um, the Sinner two this weekend. Oh, uh, all of it. I've got one episode left. Good. Yeah, really good.
3: i would not seen the first series, but. Is that not like quite a draining thing to binge on?
4: The first series, I feel like it was, mm. it was really like violent. But the second season
1: is still violent, but like not as
3: bad. <laughs> it's moderately um, really violent. And how
1: is it? So Jessica Biel isn't in this series, right? No, oh, That's not really, really like anyone famous. Series one, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about the detective from the first series. Yeah, right? the
4: dad from Casper. Oh, oh wow. I used to
1: fancy him when I was. Oh little. my god, you will still fancy him now. It's he's so hot. Pascal, are you joking? You mean the guy, the detective? Yeah, he's like 105 years old. <laughs> you do not fancy him. I do. How many did you on holiday? can <laughs> fancy that old man from The center I don't know. Maybe I just okay, like
3: men with taste.
4: problems. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google image him when I leave. Oh my god. He's just like you know he's damaged but you're like I,
3: one of those people that writes to like serial killers in prison yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I can fix you yeah he's fit that guy yeah Bill Pullman <laughs> anyway so it's a good series
4: yes I look forward to seeing the last episode mm. I think it'll be good um, what is it actually about sorry this series
1: Oh, I don't know how to say it without, like, spoiling Is it. Is about it? a missing boy or
4: something? It's about this little boy and I don't even know if I can say what he did. <laughs> <laughs> he did something bad. Okay. And then it's, like, trying to solve what he did and why he did it. Basically, okay. like, the first series, okay. but just with a little boy.
3: Okay. okay. Yeah. Do you have to have watched the first series to get
4: it? No. Oh, no. Let me see. And then I watched... What else did I watch? Oh, it's Dynasties, which was really good. Oh, the yeah. cinema. Oh, yeah. did anyone else watch it? I was I at the
2: cinema, but I'm going to watch it
1: tonight. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah this, it's like, Monday night viewing for
2: me. Yeah, it's like this chimpanzee called David. My what? friend was David? messaging me about it. Anyone else watching it? I'm in love with this chimp called David. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why? What does David do?
4: Oh, he's like the head of the chimpanzees and mm. like... gets in this really big fight and then he almost dies. But I did kind of think like, I was watching it and these chimps, there was one who was trying to assert his power. And all he did was like, threw some shit at a tree or something and all these chimps went fucking mental. (laughs) I was like, these chimpanzees fucking love the drama.
2: That's why like, I used to really like chimpanzees, but then I kept reading about in America when they kept ripping people's faces oh, off. I think
3: that's because they were like held in
2: captivity. Yeah, so but the fact yeah. that have the
3: power to rip oh, a yeah. face off has well, made me didn't quite... Didn't like... Bubbles rip
2: someone's face yeah, off? Yeah, Bubbles did something bad. No. Bubbles um, did MJ. something bad.
4: <laughs> Naughty
1: Bubbles.
4: <laughs> so, but, I remember there's a story of something where he... I don't know if you ripped someone's face off but you definitely was. I seen the PG quite... Tips monkey do something bad as well
3: yeah I remember that
4: yeah but they just went fucking crazy and it was like you're going over the top like, <laughs> like
3: <laughs> disproportionate
4: reaction <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Calm down.
1: Okay, but this is a new David Attenborough series, isn't it? Yeah, and presumably it's informative as well as dramatic. Yeah, you you see
2: David as well, as in not the human. You see him at the the beginning, the human,
1: human, and he's like riding in an open-top jeep. Oh, David! (laughs) Yeah, he's great. Great. Well, that is on BBC every Sunday night for the next few weeks. Yeah. So the Prince of Wales has just turned seventy, and last week the BBC aired a documentary celebrating his life and achievements. Pascal and Heather, you guys watched this. Any good? Yeah, it was really good, actually. It was really
2: good. I was shocked. Not shocked, but, like, I loved it a lot more than I thought. Really?
4: Yeah. Why? I don't know much about Prince Charles, to be honest. And it was just really, like, informative. And I always thought he was really stuffy. But, I mean, he is. But he was quite funny as well. Yeah, I think he came across so well. He's really kind and funny and I've
2: always known he's done lots of stuff for charity but But I think you just really do see how passionate he is about climate change and he was talking in Parliament about getting rid of plastics in 1970 and everyone Mm. thought he was
3: nuts. Yeah it was like a bit of a kind of national joke back then like it was very quite progressive of him to be mm-hmm. talking about stuff mm-hmm. like that. And yeah. everyone's always like oh get back in your
2: box this isn't you know your mm. remit but yeah I think it's great that he's done all of
1: that. But and... he has said that when he yeah. becomes king he will stop being outspoken yeah. and withdraw from meddling as yes. he described it.
3: <laughs> my favourite part so Pascal wrote a piece about the documentary and my favourite thing from it was that he runs his car on wine. Yeah. I got that too. So funny.
4: <laughs>
1: Pascal what was your favourite thing that came out of the documentary
3: I really
4: like the bit where he does an impression of a turkey that okay. was a great one <laughs> have you seen that bit yet yes, yes. he's just like such a granddad. Mm. like he's the cutest thing I don't know, it was just nice to hear, like, William and Harry talk about him. And, you know, when people say, oh, the royal wedding costs us so much and they don't do anything. Mm. They do so much. Like, Harry was saying about how Charles has his dinner and then he just goes and works and he just falls asleep at his desk. He just works really, really hard. And that kind of showed that he does work Mm. really hard. And also, I just think it must be so hard to... Have the energy to go and see so many people, and just think of something new to say to mm-hmm. every person,
1: and to look at, to come across as interesting. Yeah, every single mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. That you
4: and some people are
2: crazy. Let's be honest. Like they were still in the show. To. Some of them were like very enthusiastic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I met Prince Charles once. He came to my school. The lady who was headmistress of my school uh, when I was still there was, is, and was heavily involved with the Prince's Trust. So he came to visit the school. Um, he arrived via helicopter, landed on the sports pitches. How excited! Uh, and <laughs> I, I have never met anyone so incredibly charismatic and really? engaging. Yeah. Seriously, like the warmth completely radiates off him. And I don't know if with the royals, that's something that they learn how to do or I'm sure, or if it comes naturally mm-hmm. to them. I'm sure some of them are better at it than others. But he is so incredibly engaging. and Obviously, you only speak to him for like three seconds, mm-hmm. but it's like meeting kind of a deity almost the, the warmth and loveliness and interest like mm. real genuine interest i mean he was meeting a lineup of like 15 year old girls it really kind of <laughs> been very interesting but yeah i think we had to show him a lot of dv stuff but yeah really really nice guy hmm. yeah he comes across well it's worth a watch i
0: yeah. think ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer
1: Well, unless you've been living under a rock, chances are you know it was the Victoria's Secret fashion show last week. This is the annual parade of some of the world's hottest models in lingerie, and it sends Instagram into an even greater frenzy every year. Rosie wrote a piece entitled, Can You Be a Feminist and Watch the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show? What do you guys think?
4: Definitely. If you feel,
1: like, empowered wearing that kind of underwear, Mm -hmm. that's fine. What about seeing other women wearing that underwear? Yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> no, sorry. I don't mean. I, that's not what I mean. <laughs> Easy on the I'm... eye. Yeah, they're quite fit. um I mean, being a feminist doesn't mean you can't buy nice underwear, but it's the kind of the parading of a load of very thin women walking down the runway. Can you be a feminist and enjoy that?
4: Yeah, I think you can be a feminist and enjoy it, but I think there's obviously some real issues with it like the fact that like there's no plus size people in there I think that's really bad and also I can't remember what the guy is called that owns it but
1: Ed Razak.
4: yeah Mm. he said some really questionable things about transgender models Mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly what he said but basically he was like it's a fantasy that's why we don't have transgender people in it I think that's really offensive Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any problem with the concept of the Victoria's Secret show but I think they need to get into the 21st century Mm, and just like update it because that is bad
3: I'm on the same page as you like yeah it's great for women to feel empowered and that's what they always go on about and some of the models have come out particularly this year saying you know I've never felt more empowered than when I'm doing the Victoria's Mm -hmm. Secret show but I mean the majority of these (laughs) models have probably had quite a lot of plastic surgery they don't represent real women at all they've kind of trained gruelingly for nine months to look a certain way they're highly yeah. sexualized i just think it's quite distasteful and mm-hmm. uh, also the clothes are disgusting i'm mm-hmm. all yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. for like, like nice, nice laundry, laundry yeah but, like, they're so rank <laughs> and also like anything you can buy them like, you can't buy these massive yeah. wings so
1: what's the point and they, at, yeah. crystal
3: bras look so uncomfortable yeah and, and yeah, also I think... we were in the office looking at the pictures when they first came out and who's the one that we like hung up her wings this year? Adriana Lima. Yeah, oh, Adriana yeah. Lima. I mean, the most incredible body ever. Yeah, but she's nice. actually like mm-hmm. a little bit bigger and less toned than the majority of those but girls. That's because she's so much older than yeah, so many and of them. I think she's had two. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, the like banging most, board, banging yeah. board, like amazing. But that that's kind of how skewed the Victoria's Secret show makes us. Like, I was even picking out like how different she looked. Yeah. From the rest, and even she though she's yeah. <laughs> yeah. absolutely amazing, like, I if, think it's a really dangerous kind of territory. Yeah,
4: this is what Rosie was saying to me the other day. She was asking me about what I thought about it, and I was saying, "Yeah, I think they need more plus-size people." She's like, "I know it. She's not plus-size, but they've got Barbara Palvin this year, and she's bigger." And I googled her, and I was like, "I literally can't tell the difference mm-hmm. between her and the other girls," mm. but somehow she's
1: the bigger model. Yeah, I'd say I feel more extreme about it than both of you. I, I actually do think there's a massive issue with it, like it's all very well that people who look like Kendall and Bella and Gigi are empowered by this show but I think for the majority of people looking at it, I don't feel empowered looking at them doing it. It, it just makes me feel a little bit shit about the way mm-hmm. I look. Not terribly because thankfully I'm an adult but if I was, I, I can't say if I was 15, 16, 17 yeah. how I would feel looking at it. Mm-hmm. I had this conversation with family yesterday and some of the men in my family were like but how is it different it's just advertising how's it different to Beckham in his underwear or Ronaldo this isn't a women's only issue but David Gandhi was the only example they gave of mm-hmm. a male model someone whose primary role is to be a model and I think that within the male world it, the people who are kind of poster boys are g- generally people to be admired for various different skill sets as well mm-hmm. so Federer or you mm-hmm. know whoever it is they're often sports personalities and they have another skill set parading a bunch of women and i'm not saying they don't have their own skills or whatever but you know primarily they are models Mm -hmm. so all you're teaching girls to aspire to is is to look like that and i just don't see who that's a powerful message for i think there are so many better ways to empower people particularly in 2018 like i hate it when people bring everything back to me too i don't think everything has to relate Mm -hmm. to that but it seems like you know in this age where we are supposed to be a bit more enlightened and not just kind of looking as, at women as completely one-dimensional this just seems like a really dated way to be selling a brand and to be creating a star personally the thing is with underwear as well the idea
2: is that if it fits properly you should look good in it so yeah why not get lots of sports women if they yeah. wanted to to do it and just create underwear that fits and yeah. suits them and they'd look amazing as totally. well I don't know I've read so much before about the regimes that these women put themselves through in order to Just do this one Mm. show a year, and it's really upsetting. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not saying all models do that, but it sounds like for a majority, that is what they do. You know, don't eat for days beforehand. And like, if that's what they want
1: to do, that's fine. And my concern isn't about the models or the people involved in the show; it's about the way it's perceived by the rest of the world. And also, now these people are such big Instagram stars as well, so they have so much influence and so much power. I mean, there must be hundreds of millions of followers between the women walking in that show, and that's a really dangerous message to be putting out I think mm. also I really think that there needs to be more role models who can be like yes you can be into your looks and you can but you yeah. can also be serious like I always like when I was growing up there was nobody who was like yeah. you can be interested in fashion but you can also be a serious person who can like reading or whatever as well mm-hmm. and so, and I feel like these people have a platform to be all of those things yeah. and to say you should be interested in this and this and this and it's still fine to care about the way you look but something like the Victoria's Secret show only focuses on how you should look. Let's talk about the new leading man in Hollywood. I could introduce this, but Pascal, you actually wrote this piece and I feel like this was something of a passion piece for you. So do you want to tell us what it was
4: about? Yeah, I just feel like maybe it was a thinly veiled love letter to (laughs) Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, I just think there's been like a real change in Hollywood all around for the better recently. And I think that... Timothy Chalamet is kind of the start of that. Like I wrote about Adam Driver in here. I recently read an interview on Vulture with him, which I thought was really interesting because he was like, when Girls came out, I did kind of feel like this is like an, a leading man that we haven't seen before. He was kind of aggressive, like weird looking, weird personality And I thought it was really interesting and I was really into it. But then as soon as like Me Too happened and then we started getting these new leading men like Timothy Chalamet and like Noah Centineau, it kind of made me realise it represented a kind of person, a kind of man but it's just not what we need now and I think that someone like Timothy Chalamet is what we need now.
1: So that's what? That's a departure from the kind of typical macho man and somebody a bit more
4: Yeah, like when you go back and watch stuff like, my prime example is like She's All That, like I I love love that film. film. But Freddie Prinze Jr.'s a dick yeah he is like a, dick. a real dick and there's this thing in like 90s films where it's like the girl can't be attractive unless she's had a makeover yeah. mm-hmm. and all
3: the, the guys it's quite like jockey mentality yeah so yeah it's that
4: thing of like taking your glasses off and it's like oh my god, <laughs> god. <laughs> <Big rubbish. laughs> yeah like she has
1: eyes <laughs> yeah so now there's been a shift and you cited timothy chalamet in calling name specifically yeah as,
4: as a shift. He's in this Mm -hmm. new film called Beautiful Boy as well, which I haven't actually seen. But yeah, Mm -hmm. but just like these kind of men that are kind of insecure and flawed. Like you don't, you never used to see men that were insecure, Mm -hmm. and you know that could love in any different way. Like it could be a man or a woman Mm -hmm. or anything. And I think that's really nice that's so, what i love about adam driver like i'm obsessed with
2: him he's definitely like my favorite yeah anyway i was dead excited when he was confirmed for star wars mm-hmm. but um yeah i i like kind of weird or, or not weird looking because that's offensive to him but just like <laughs> not typically stereotypically yeah. Good looking. Yeah. yeah he's not like a handsome Hollywood no guy, not sure, at is all he? for me anyway he's got dark mm-hmm. eyes floppy hair a big nose really tall yeah like, yeah for me he's like the ideal but, but it's not just about it's looks, the is it? roles that he plays i really liked his character in girls especially at the end anyway because there
4: was that whole kind of trajectory mm. yeah and he ended up being good even though at the beginning you were like mm-hmm. what a dick and his personality kind of mirrors the people that he plays mm. sometimes he's got a real intensity about yeah. him and it's like with timothy chalamet everyone says he's like the most polite person and that he's just a really nice person and then with Noah Centineo, he's playing these really sensitive job guys and then you read every interview of him and he's just like,
1: oh my God, I just love love. You know what, I really fancied him in a movie and I looked him up and he's like 17. It's yeah, really he's
3: really very uh, young. Really <laughs> nice. When I saw the picture that went out in the story, I was like, "Oh, he looks like a child. Yeah, <laughs> he, um, He's in a
1: couple of Netflix films. He's been propelled to stardom with All the Boys I've Loved Before and Sierra Burgess The loser. I know he's supposed to, you know he is sensitive in those films but it's still kind of it feels typical rom-com to me. I, he, he's not so breaking of the mold. I think we're long past that kind of. Is 90s. he a bit Zac Efron-y, Like So in the middle, Zac Efron-y. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't really think sweet. he is Zac Efron-y. I feel like he's
4: like a lot more. He's supposed to be more intelligent. And he doesn't do dickish
1: things. Obviously, he's not groundbreaking. Yeah, because they also like get quite raunchy in a hot tub. And then in Sierra Burgess, I know he's supposed to be intelligent, but like he basically one girl's like pretending to be another girl, and he falls for it. And the (laughs) other girls like that movie is just I mean messed up. The whole every single like (laughs) thing in
4: that film is just like. Oh, this isn't right yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's not right it's not okay
1: and also it is it's, it's like the ugly girl wins yay and like, yeah it's a bit patronizing yeah definitely should... and it's um, like
4: oh well you catfish me for a few months and pretended that you were a deaf person but i'm into it <laughs> <laughs> what
0: kind of film
1: is this I it's know so weird i definitely recommend all the words i love before much more than the sierra burgess <laughs> um he's really fanciful.
0: Sorry, yeah, I definitely like.
1: I'm just taking this deep chat so like, really <laughs> I can I can see level, why young but... girls like him. I'm not that young.
3: I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he... I haven't seen this for one of the films has been in, but I do feel like there is like a place for that slightly offbeat leading man in Hollywood. I think younger girls need that. But even older, like, remember when Adrian Brody came out? I think it was when he did The Pianist. Mm. And everyone was like, who is this guy? He's sexy. So sexy, but, like, crooked nose, weird face. But he's, like, massively into Mm hip-hop and black culture. Like, he was just so different to everyone, really Mm. cool, different to anyone you've kind of ever seen on screen before.
1: Even, like, Ryan Gosling isn't that good-looking. Like, again, I was having this conversation with... It was kind of part of that Victoria's Secret conversation with my family, and one of the men again was saying, "Oh, you know, if you look at Hollywood, like no one wants to watch unattractive people. It's look at Leonardo DiCaprio and look at Brad Pitt." And I was like, "No, but those are people who got famous twenty-five years ago, and the people who are getting famous now aren't Mm -hmm. actually that like stereotypically good-looking. So, like, even Lady Gaga in A Star Is Born, like she's not a kind of typical-looking Hollywood actress, Mm -hmm. but." That makes it more modern in a way. Yeah, more also. Yeah,
3: like on the flip side, I kind of feel sorry for Brad Pitt because I think he's much better actor than people think he is. They yeah, yeah, just think I agree. he's like famous because he's Brad Pitt. Like yeah. that they're saying like, oh, he's no Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah. Like everything is based on his look. Yeah, so true. But like in Fight Club yeah. Seven, like the yeah, same amazing films that he yeah. did, Time to guy. There is this amazing
4: interview that Timothy Chalamet and Armie Hammer did with this French TV show because Timothy Chalamet is like half French, so he speaks fluent French. Army Hammer's got like his thing in that translates what they're saying. And Timothy Chalamet is going on and on about how in one scene Army Hammer's shorts were so short that you could see his testicles like hanging <laughs> outside the, the shorts. And he's like, Yeah, they were just so long, like we had to just edit them out with CGI. And as soon as like it starts coming through on the translator, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs>
1: Now it's time to stop talking. (laughs) Yeah, like (laughs) fifteen seconds behind. Yeah, (laughs) you know they are. They've confirmed they're making a sequel of that film. I don't think they should. I don't think they should either. I think it's like this really perfect thing. Hollywood just can't leave anything alone. And that drives me mad. No, and Dakota Johnson's attached to it, and that makes me nervous. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not sure about that. So one of the best things about our jobs is that when you want a question answered or when you want to do a bit of research about something, you can call it work because you can turn it into a story. So I asked Pascal, I didn't even do this myself, <laughs> I, asked, I asked Pascal to write a piece on everything you need to know about getting a dog because I just have a lot of questions that need to be answered and you did, thanks so much. This is really informative. I delivered. You did deliver. So you covered everything from what you should look for when you're finding a breeder the warning signs to look out for, what to know if you're adopting, and also what to have at home in preparation for the dog, and also the cost. Um, what was the most surprising thing you found out about the process of buying a dog when well, writing this piece?
4: Just how much goes into, like, if you're getting a dog from a breeder, like, all the things you need to know and ask. Mm-hmm. There's so much, and you could just be like, from what? They told me it just sounds like there's so much you could be fobbed off on. Mm-hmm. I think that's crazy, and also obviously how much a dog costs is mental. So what was the big end number? I think for large dogs it was between like and twelve thousand and seventeen thousand
1: over their lifetime. Wow,
4: which is it's like having a baby. Yeah, I reckon I babies
1: don't. probably end up costing more like that <laughs> So going back to the buying from a breeder, what do you think were the most pertinent questions? That you should ask. You spoke to some experts about this, didn't you?
4: You know, asking to see their mum is something that I would never think of. And oh, yeah, you always have to see them with the mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um. because they were saying, like, it could be that the mother they put it with isn't actually their mm-hmm. mother. Mm. But they're just making the, the puppies look better with, like, a calmer mother mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, checking how many, like, litters the mothers had, that kind of thing. It's just like, that is just something that I would... Never think to ask. Mm
1: -hmm. Astrid, you are a resident
3: dog lover. (laughs) Am I? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, um, Are you tempted to take the plunge? I have wanted a dog forever, but I just don't think I'm in the right place at the moment money wise you know I go on holiday when I want to big responsibility it is we're very lucky we can actually bring dogs into the office Um, not that Georgie brings her dog in I know I I miss Mel I I come back but even like the commute like I live really far away like north London and I just don't think it would be fair to bring a dog like Mm. on on the tube tube every day and back again Mm -hmm. but yeah there's definitely going to be a dog somewhere down the line I think I would just go to the animal shelter and get one yeah
1: but there are risks associated with that as well, aren't there?
3: They are, but then at least like they've got amazing people looking after mm-hmm. them, and yeah. you know they've all been vetted and stuff before. They've had all their jabs, so they're not going to hand over like a sick dog or mm-hmm. a really bad dog. And mm-hmm. I think they really make the effort to home dogs into places that would fit them and their mm-hmm. personalities and stuff. So yeah, I'm all
2: for that. Very true, Heather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same the same as Astrid. Basically, I want one more than anything, but it's just circumstances. Mm-hmm. But I think eventually, hopefully soon. Definitely. I always torture myself by looking on the Sussex Greyhound retired dogs. Is that what you want? I a don't Greyhound? I really That's what, I like what I want. Really? Or a little whipper. A whipper. I think I prefer Greyhounds or lurchers, like the really like yeah. scruffy little Pointy ones. face. It has yeah.
4: to have a pointy oh, face. Oh, I'm I into a pointy them. face.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, me and Pascal no, like, him. No, no, no. I, love I just do like dogs anyway. You also. don't like dogs? I'm what? really sorry about this piece. <laughs> I know. have been
4: bitten by so many dogs. I'm just like, yeah. Wow. What do you do to them? Yeah, that's weird. What do they do to me? <laughs> I've been, like, properly attacked by a German shepherd. The woman who owned it, like, I'd always said, like, can you keep the dog inside? Because I just, like, I'm, I don't like dogs anyway. And she let him out when I'd said that I didn't want him to be in the garden. And he just went straight for me. Yeah, and true. then she came round. I went obviously went home with my mum. She came round my house and she told my mum that the dog was crying and it was my fault
3: Whoa. and I was a like crazy dog lady yeah, yeah. I was like Rude. what
4: are you talking about so I don't really like going near dogs and like my boyfriend's mum has this dog and she's so attached to it and it annoys me how much she's attached to it so that puts me off dogs what a little bit what dog's that one a Bichon oh
2: yeah he's yeah, a so bit fluffy yeah yeah his name's yeah. Murray and he's New like peach, oh, shit like.
4: <laughs> so me and my boyfriend went to Sainsbury's like last year <laughs> and there was like he <laughs> 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 sounds great <laughs> true story um (laughs) and when we came out there was like this dog this golden retriever and it was like tied up (laughs) yeah right I was like oh no there's a (laughs) golden retriever and I don't know why I just was like I'm gonna go and touch it something that I never do so I went over to it I touched it with one hand and like Obviously, I'm never around dogs, so I don't know the signs not to touch a dog. No. But it's like tail was down mm. and his ears were like down. And I touched him with one hand; he was fine. Went to touch both his ears and like rub his head, and he just bit me oh. on my wow. wrist. Oh, dear. Like you can't really see it anymore, but I had like a scar that went across here. Wow.
3: Have you got a tattoo?
4: Yeah, he kind of like bit me oh, right yeah. on the end oh, of my that tattoo. Could have been
3: bad. Yeah.
4: yeah, and I just was not expecting it. I was yeah, like, that's scary. Yeah, I was like, you're supposed to be like the nice one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then I just was in shock, and I was just, like, walking away. I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> like, and then I had to go to hospital and have, like, a tetanus. Is it a tetanus yeah, you get? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, my biggest fear is injection, so it's the <laughs> first time, like, my boyfriend had seen me that scared. Like, I literally shot out of my chair and, like, ran across him, and I was like, I, I just, I'll, I'll just die. No like, <laughs> just, <laughs> I'll take the tetanus. Really <laughs> Cut it off at some point, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was really embarrassing because so I put my arm out like this, and my tattoo is a I don't even know what it is. (laughs) And I put my arm out, and they were looking at it, and they were like, oh. A musician, I was like, No, I just make really bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what this is, I couldn't give a shit about music. It was just like, it was like an accident from 10 years ago. <laughs>
1: you got it 10 years ago,
4: yeah, wow. I'm like coils. an idiot. Yeah, thank
1: you. i
4: <laughs> yeah, too scared to get another one because this was such a big mistake. <laughs> yeah, gonna say, you don't, yeah maybe you don't. so the whole day was just traumatic, and <laughs> it, it was like a really hot. nice, sunny day. And I was Sat in the hospital. I just think I've come to terms <laughs> with the fact that we just don't like each other. It's like a mutual dislike. I went to Sainsbury's again yesterday wow. <laughs> and there was a dog outside and he was like wagging his tail and these kids went in and then I walked past and we make an eye contact and he's like his tail was just down. I'm like, what's your problem? <laughs> he's staring him out. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. like maybe you
1: just give off bad dog vibes.
4: Yeah, yeah, I think they just like they just know mm. they don't like them. So yeah, no dogs for me
3: <laughs> 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 in summary. I can't believe you wrote that whole piece I know (laughs) know. I'm really sorry you can say no
2: is that why at the end you're like they're just dead
1: expensive so don't bother (laughs) well I'm desperate 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 for a dog so as soon as the wedding's out of the way like a little one or a big one little little. my parents have a big one and like they're mad. No way. In order to fit in with my lifestyle, yeah, it would yes. have to be small. It would have what to.
2: What sort of dog? Sorry. I'm... I this really, really subject. love cavapoos. Oh, like, they really are really cute. I
1: love um, I know. So I think I've got some negotiating to do with Georgie because I want a dog next year. Mm. <laughs> okay. Let's finish by talking about some fashion. We wrote a piece on five ways to wear vinyl because it's pretty much replacing leather at the moment as the cool. Cool fabric. I think I wrote that. And I was like, oh, no, that is crap. <laughs> Whatever. It's it's basically light leather, but
3: a little bit cooler. Astrid, I feel like you're a vinyl girl. I love a bit of vinyl. I don't actually have anything that is vinyl. Yeah, I, don't think, I, I think I've had a vinyl skirt before. Anyway, I love it. Um, last winter, I tried on some really cool vinyl trousers from Topshop, but they just make noises. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'd be really squeaky. Yeah, really squeaky. So,
1: but they are easy to clean. So that is the that's like wipe the, clean. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that Was is a, a bonus. Pro. Do you guys wear... Dabble in vinyl ever.
2: Yeah, I think it looks awesome. But again, I don't have anything myself.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe a vinyl skirt or something. Yeah. I can
2: be very tempted by one. I love the
1: vinyl jacket as well. Yeah. Like oh, a really yeah, cool. that one you had on the rail a few yeah. weeks ago was really yeah, cool. Yeah, the Top Shot is one that really was? Really, really Yeah, cool. that was awesome. Yeah, and I also bought that ASOS one, which did get returned, because I don't really need to spend £100 on a vinyl coat. Or, well, a vinyl tartan coat. Ooh, um, yes, but it was a really cool. Yeah, it was really so they
4: not look really a bit cool. Blade Runner? Yes. Don't you, go too long. You wear vinyl with vinyl no, that's a no no. It's quite a look. I probably <laughs> Don't
2: go. wear it with those tiny sunglasses, I <laughs> Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. be literally straight out of Matrix.
3: Um. <laughs>
1: You've got some vinyl things. Haven't no, you? I actually don't think I do. I think yeah. I keep buying it and sending it back. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely I'm into it. She some it. amazing vinyl trousers. Which oh. really cool.
3: Are
4: they easy to sit down in? I feel like they they, won't be they're easy to sit down in. They're
1: easy to move in, but they just they sound. Just, <laughs> you just literally <laughs> hear that plastic sound yeah. a lot. Are yes. they
4: really hot as well? Yes. Yeah. Like leather. But Pascal. waterproof as fuck, right? Really waterproof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um no <laughs> <laughs> didn't think so um
1: let's also chat about what to wear to a winter wedding we put 10 different looks together on the site uh, to give you all the info you need if you are heading to some wintry nuptials anyone's top tips for getting ready for a winter wedding astrid what do you tend to veer towards at this
3: time of year i can't say i've been to that many winter weddings i can only remember one and it was like in october so it wasn't that mm, cold Long sleeves. I mean, practical tip. A suit. Suits always look cool at weddings, Mm -hmm. I think, Mm -hmm. especially if it's an evening event. My my main thing about weddings is just like be appropriate. Mm -hmm. So if it's in a church or I don't know, like the crowd, like just make sure you're respectful Mm -hmm. to the people whose wedding it is. Um, It's not really about you. It's Mm -hmm. it's about you being appropriate to the occasion. So yeah, maybe wear a suit warmer. Nice. That's,
1: That's a, a good idea. Heather, Pascal?
2: I've been to two winter Weddings, but as a bridesmaid and quite a long time ago, mm-hmm. didn't like either of my outfits, and both mm. of them featured one of those fucking horrible sort of <laughs> feathery, fluffy, oh, things, yeah things, no, yeah. which yeah. I was just mm-hmm. like, when do I ever wear anything like this? I look fucking horrid. It's just... <laughs> Yeah, People so,
1: love a feather in winter.
2: No, but why? Mm. Like, what's the point? We're not in Russia. It's just like a, like, <laughs> a strip. It doesn't even cover you well. it's like, Let's put you in a strapless dress in December, but if you wear this sort of side fluff thing, you'll... You'll be fine. You yeah, won't die, you won't be so. cold. So yeah, I haven't really enjoyed either of those looks. Another of my friends is getting married next uh, November. And I'm the only bridesmaid, so I'm oh. kind of allowed to go with what I want. That's but I'm thinking again, yeah, long sleeves, but not a long dress. Mm-hmm.
3: An ob- a closed shoe as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. you often forget about how cold you get when you're wearing sandals. Yeah.
2: yeah. And your feet get cold as well. And there's still a lot of standing around outside, yeah. even uh...
4: old drafty churches.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and exactly.
2: Like that. And I think that's a good shout.
1: Pascal, what about you?
2: I don't
4: really know. Like, I guess, like, my main thing would be what to wear on top of a dress mm-hmm. that's appropriate. A nice coat. Yeah, yeah. for the church like that, that, that anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. like, <so.
2: laughs> but not like a what are those things that mother-in-laws wear, like a coat dress? Yes, certainly not, so not. No, so get, uh, <laughs> very carol Oh mentions. yeah, and clothes. Clothes. Um, Yes,
1: exactly. You need no, you need a coat, but also getting. I find getting the length of the coat right mm. with an evening dress also mm. really difficult. Oh yes, it's,
2: if the dress is hanging out the bottom, the worst no. look. So you
1: need to go for a coat that crops on your hips. Yeah, or even or shorter longer. or <laughs> longer. Yeah, or, I love.
3: That kind of I borrowed my boyfriend's tux look, mm-hmm. straight yeah. over the shoulders, and there's so many amazing oversized blazers and tux blazers mm-hmm. around at the moment. So,
1: and also having just like one really good evening blazer in your wardrobe, like, will stand you in really good stead. Mm-hmm. You can wear that forever. There are so many fabulous evening trends to embrace at this time of year, which I feel like you. Re- I mean, you really can't wear any other time of year and also you can't really wear in your day-to-day life as well like there's so much velvet and sequins, sequins and, yeah uh, you know different textures and fabrics and and that's all very well you know that all the brands are selling that but like it's not that appropriate for like your office job so if you've got a winter wedding that's the perfect opportunity mm, to, to embrace all of that I actually bought a sparkly suit this weekend for an engagement party and really I'm actually wearing the trousers yeah, today say, um, yeah with trainers and a white t-shirt if you do love all that fun festive fashion A winter wedding is a perfect time to pull it off. And it doesn't have to be before Christmas, January. (laughs) Great. Well, on that note, I think that's all we've got time for this week. If you enjoyed that, please do rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. And we'll see you next time.
3: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.